you enter the cavern. It's um, it's a cavern with uh, walls and stuff. Awesome. I, I light a torch, and I beckon to my fellow party members. Forward! Adventure awaits! What do I see as I look into the gaping maw of the cavern? A cavern with uh, walls and stuff. Scott, it sounds like you're, you're dealing with burnout. How about we talk about this, this week, on the Dungeon Master's Dojo? Support the Dungeon Master's Dojo by heading over to Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and leave a review. Take the time to leave a comment as well. This helps make us more searchable to those listeners interested in content such as ours. But more importantly, we want to know how we are doing and what topics you would like to hear about. Another way you can support the DMD is with a small monthly donation so we can continue to deliver quality content to you, our listeners. This also helps us to upgrade and replace equipment. Head over to Anchor to the Dungeon Masters Dojo page and click the support button. And now, onto this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters, as well as experienced and new players alike. We hope to bring you the tools needed to not only be a great GM, but to help you develop as a player. I'm your host, Louis Aponte. Our stars of the show are Scott Labby and Bill Robotile. Let's enter the dojo and see what both Bill and Scott have in store for us today. Hey, Bill. Hey, Scott. Hey, what's up? I'm, I'm anxious and ready to go. I'm, How about you, Scott? I'm worried. I'm, he doesn't sound too well. Dealing with burnout. Well, that that sucks. That sucks. How are we going to run our games? You don't think you're going to get out of game mastering that easy, do you? I was hoping. <laughs> so recognizing DM burnout, what are the signs other than what you just showed us? <laughs> uh, when I think the biggest one is when when prepping for your game session, you feel like it's it's work, like it's a job, and not like this is part of my hobby that I enjoy and I, I, I love very much. It's like it becomes work. Right. You look for excuses to do something other than. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's tedious and, and cumbersome. Well, that and from the player's side, um, repetition. When the game master, you, you see the, the game master throwing the same thing at you. All right. You start in a tavern. Uh, you wake up in a room. Yeah. It's like you're out of fresh ideas. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, just, oh, it's, it's oh here we go again. Uh, so what 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 causes the DM burnout? Um, just constantly being a DM. You know where you're, you have maybe like hypothetically of like 16 people <laughs> and uh, you're always running the week-long adventure with that other guy that does it too. I know some people like that. I do too. I've heard rumor. Yeah, it's uh, it's a thing. You know, it's it's just doing it over and over again and not, not having a break. It's it's like being at work. You know, if you were at work all the time and never took like a vacation, um, never, you know, had a weekend off or a day off or whatever have you, then you burn out really quick. And the more often you burn out, the harder it is to kind of re energize. And when you do re energize it it's it's for a shorter and shorter period of time every every time. 
Yeah, because you'll be re-energized and you'll have some great ideas, but that's all it is, just a couple. Uh, when you start recycling things, that's when you know you're, you have a problem. Yeah. That's when you, you know, it's like, I, I need to do something about this. Um, if you really enjoy the hobby, you find ways to get around this. You do some research, you find some other avenues of influence and inspiration. And then when you're devoted to the hobby, you make conscious efforts of doing this all the time, even if you're not burned out, to stave off the, the, that burnout. Yeah, you know, sometimes your players being difficult too. I mean that 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 can really it can be taxing. Yeah, you, know, you spend all this time and effort to to line things up and, and and write this adventure, and you get a couple players that just want to be contrary and I won't say destructive, but that's the end result. They just want to yeah. do their own thing, and it's like, oh, well, we have an adventure over here. All right, I'm I'm going to go over here instead. Why? Because it's over there. Yeah, and and that I think is is like losing sight of what what the game is. And in the game, the game is just it's a it's a wonderful opportunity to spend time with your friends, you know, and and enjoy the company of those friends. Right, and over and, a fun and, game. And, and, and your players out there, it your game master has taken a lot of time to put this stuff together for you, uh, not for him, for you. So a little respect and go along, you know, play play in the sandbox. Okay. It may not be at that particular moment what you want to be doing, but that's but most of the other people on the table it is, and your time will come. Yeah, you know a good game master is going to write something for you as well. You're going to have your time where you're you're king of the hill in the sandbox, but give everyone else their chance as well, and that's going to keep your game master from burning out because you you're using the resources that he's putting in front of you as opposed to trying to invent your own. And sometimes it's it's not the game at all. You know, sometimes it's just uh, life strikes, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe work gets really busy. Um, you know, maybe there's, there's, you know, for, for those of us that are, that are older, you know, there's, there's the, uh, care for your parents too, as they, as they get older and they're unable to do a lot of the things that they were able to do. It's just life gets <laughs> there's, in There's care in the for self for some of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, life gets in the way and, yeah. and, and sucks up a lot of time sometimes and you don't have the time to prepare. So you're, you're maybe up late. You know, or you're, you're, you know, kind of stealing moments. Well, how many times have I come down here and said, oh, my God, my knee is killing me. I blew it out again. You know, I didn't sleep at all. I haven't slept for two days. Um, if you're, even as a, you know, if you're playing, but especially if you're a game master, that, that yeah. becomes very, very taxing to stay focused when you're not getting the rest. You're not eating the way you should. Uh, then, you know, you're working all day on top of that and the frustrations are there and they just keep building. Then you come to your table and it's like, hey, time to have fun. Um, unless you have forced multiple personalities or unforced personal, multiple personalities, that could be a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I know for, well, for the three of us, we, we started playing this game when when we were much, 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 much younger. And the only thing we really had to do was, you know, um, uh, pass your classes in school, maybe work, you know, a part-time job, but yeah. you know, you had, you had tons of free time to be a player, be a dungeon master, go to the gaming stores and, right. and hang out. And as, as we got older, well, you know how things get responsibilities. Yeah. You know, you, know, you have, you have family obligations, family, kids, you know, no, work, a home, work. To, a home to take care of yep. vehicles. Yeah. They said, you know, extended family, you have to help along with, you know, every now and again. So your responsibilities have, have magnified considerably. And that all becomes very, very taxing. And then you try to stay focused on writing an adventure, and sometimes your mind just isn't there. 
Yeah. Sometimes you just need a break. Well, I know one of the things we did to correct that, at least for Bill at the moment, um, on our weekly table was to start rotating GMs. That's a, a great way to not only um, prevent GM burnout, but to to kind of cultivate the skill set of new GMs. And and when we did that, and I think you guys will agree, we saw we saw a lot of a lot of GMing talent that that was kind of there were a lot of folks at our table that were diamonds in the rough. You know, oh, yeah. they they um they committed to like one to four. I think that's what we wanted. You know, commit to one, On average, one yeah. to four game sessions. We did an episodic type of game, which was really really fun, and and we got a lot of. We got a lot of buy-in from from our players, and I think almost everybody took a crack at it. And nearly, yeah, yeah. And and I was I was actually really, really, really surprised by some of the uh, some of the ones that our players that jumped in and said, "Yeah, I'll give it a shot," and then did it again. You know, like uh, Andrew was probably our biggest sleeper, and when when Andrew said, "Yeah, I'll do it," I was like. Yeah, we all stopped and just yeah. kind of like did the slow, you know, slowly I turn yep. and looked at him and went, really? And and he did a really good job. He did a very good job. And then he did it again. And and then he, he did it, I think, a third time. And, you know, every every time he did it, he got he got better. You could see his confidence grow. Right. And, and we still had a really, really, really good time. And I, that was... That's huge when you rotate GMs, and you could do that for an ep- episodic thing like we yep. did one one to four game sessions, um, or six months, a year, you know, however much, yeah, whatever, whatever time whatever frame works, you can yeah. come up with. You know, you, it, if you're the game master, the primary game master, storyteller, GM doesn't matter if you're the primary dude or gal, and you say I need a break, and now you can say, all right, I just need two weeks, I need a month, I need a year, I need whatever I need. Talk to your table. They step up, and at some point going, okay, know something? I'm ready. I got it. While you've been doing that, I've been writing. I, I've, I've got it again. I'm ready to take off. Um, and if they're saying, well, let me finish up my, my two weeks. You know, and I had something, too. Let them have it. Yeah. and Let them have it. But when they're done, now you're even more prepped. You're even more ready. You had more stuff written down, and now you're off to take off for the next you know giant chunk of time that you, you're going to be doing this. Uh, or they might turn around and after six weeks go, you know something, that was really cool. You finished? Good. I, I got something too. And your table might surprise you. And now this rotating GM thing is a thing. And that's what you could hope for. That would be the best case, best case scenario. Yeah, and, and players, just give it a shot. It doesn't mean you have to be the DM all the time. You may not like it, and that's cool. But um, just understand that there's a ton of work that goes into it. And I think even if you don't want to run a game, preparing for the game, and running the game gives you a really, really good idea of what your your GM does on a weekly basis. What I think, and a lot of people don't probably realize, is when you're playing a game as a player, you're pretty much running the game. Your GM is, as he's sitting by listening to you, all of you, he's just actually you know taking in your story. So you guys are act, you know driving the game. So that really shouldn't deter you from actually sitting at that big chair. And it's it's so true, you know. When I, I I always say that the DM is is just another player at the table because we are, yeah. Our, our role is just different, but yeah. The the um the characters or the players they 
they are running the game and the the GM is is responding to what they're doing and that requires a lot of mental energy too because sometimes they don't always do what what you thought they were going sometimes. to do or hoped they were going to do so you sometimes. have to be you have to be on your toes but give it a shot if anything it'll it'll give you a newfound respect for what your your uh, your, your your DM does if you wanted every week. if you wanted in a nutshell what it's like to game master reference episode number 2 of our podcast Role, your role as a game master. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, and that, that's... And, and that pretty much that'll sum up what you need to do. All right. Now back on subject, you want to know how to refresh refresh the batteries a little bit. Go to episode number five, inspiration. Yep. How to get that's a, another. What, good what's one. your what's your inspiration as a game master? All right, episode number five. That that's another way to read, and we we touch on this subject there too. How to recharge the batteries? How to get yourself back up and running? But the the the, the rotating Game Masters gives you the break you need to start rewriting, resource, get some other references, and recharge your batteries, get you back on track. And that way you're up and running as a Game Master storyteller one more time. Right. And sometimes I think you need a little bit more than that. Sometimes I think just taking a break altogether will help. It can. Yeah. It can get you, let you help you get your... Um your life back in order if things are in flux at the yeah, moment, especially if life or work is an issue, and say, "Hey, you know, I, I, I don't want to do it, but I, I got to step back for a little bit. I, I need a, you know, for a week or two, a month, you know, a couple of months. It sucks for me to step away, and it's, it's gonna, you know, really, really bother me. Um, but I hope it doesn't bother you guys. But hey, I got to get things in order. And we've had more than a, more than our fair share of guys that have done that for sometimes for a couple of years. I mean, you know. We got Marcus right now who has a, a nice young baby that's, you know, what's, I think we figured out uh, eight, eight, nine months old. Yep. All right. You know, yeah. it, that, he's got, he, he has a good excuse not to be at the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Given yeah. A, Lou, you did the same I thing. Did the same you with you, both you bowed kids, yeah. out both your kids for a couple of years on each one. Yep. Um, you got to do what you got to do, man, because uh, it boils down to this is a game. All right. Life takes precedent. Yeah, and you're right. It is just a game. It's an awesome game. It's an awesome game with, with your friends who, yep. coincidentally, in our case, are all awesome too. But, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, and it, if it is just a game, then take a break, step away from it for a couple of minutes, you know, for a little while, and and go from there. So you know, another thing we've done um, a couple of times, actually, numerous times, is we switched up um, game systems. Yeah, that's um, we actually do this quite a bit. Yeah, and that is that that's that's great. I I have I have a blast every time we do as a player. I have a really good time, and it's not only great to be a DM and take a break and be a player, but it's it's uh, you know changing genres can be can really combat um, player or DM burnout. Like it's it's huge going sci-fi or going Wild West or horror. We do that every October, right? Um, not this one, but. Um, this is what we did a podcast just for you, explaining yeah. all the different ways to do horror. Yeah. Bill is a grand master of shameless plugs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it also, um, you know, when you switch up that, when you're switching up genres, it helps, uh, it usually helps break up that um, writer's block. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, because even if you're fooling around outside of genre and writing writing a game, a one-shot or whatever, it's it's just it's different. Yeah, it's different than, you know, when we go from fantasy to horror or fantasy to superhero stuff. Um well, yeah, it's different storytelling. You, yeah, you're firing off different different mental, you know, 
triggers. Are you're using a, a whole different memories? You're using whole different resources, and you've mentally stepped away. Even if you're physically still doing the work, you've mentally stepped away from the genre that you've been playing in. Uh, for us, it's primary fantasy. For your group, it might be you know. World of Darkness. World. It might be sci-fi. It might you might be superheroes. It might be whatever your game system is. Stepping into a whole other genre, you're using an entirely different group of mental triggers, and you've disassociated yourself with your fantasy. And sometimes that that simple disassociation away from it is all it takes to just kind of break that that chain off. Yeah, and and it can be, you know, it it, it can be difficult um, if you only have one one set of uh rule books but you know in looking looking out there you know with the dms guild and the whatnot and all the osr stuff that's that's out there yep. you can pick up a rule book that's rules light like i got i got an osr um post-apocalyptic book and i forget the name of it but it was like six bucks yeah and it was it was rules light and you could pick it up pick up the game in an afternoon and what do you need you know you spend like like 18 bucks and you have three of those books and you have plenty for the table and it's and resource to go back again. Cause if they like it, yeah. if they like it, they're going to want to do it again. And it's a, it's a different feel, you know, even the artwork being different, it's just, it gives you a different, a different vibe altogether. Absolutely. Um, speaking of, uh, vibes. Um, yeah, I got nothing for that. Forget it. Let's just take a break. All right. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of vibes, it was just my phone in my pocket. Sorry, I thought I was having a stroke. I'm glad it's. I'm glad it's not. <laughs> I get your D and D collection. It's already in the will. <laughs> so I, I I know we talked about switching up genres, but we've also mixed things up. Yeah, the, you you can do that and kind of spice things up. You know, if you're doing a a serious kind of heavy campaign, going beer and pretzels. It could really that could lighten things up quite a bit. Yeah, 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 and it and it it doesn't have to be like starting a whole campaign over, but it could be, you know, you put some lighthearted kind of uh, sessions in there, comedy relief. Yeah, to to lighten up lighten up the mood. Oh, if, a little if bit. you as the storyteller go campy, your table will follow suit immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah immediately. And and but at the end of the evening, you go okay. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. Next week we're going back to Sirius, so I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, yep. I just you know, but yeah, just announce it. <laughs> but yeah, just go campy, um, go lighthearted, comedy, let comedy have rain, and let everyone have just kind of blow some steam off. Yeah, or uh, have everybody hand their character to the person sitting to their right or left. I've done that one a number of times. I remember that a couple and times. I, <laughs> Lou, Lou looks at me with a glaring look every time we mention this. I've done this a bunch of times. Okay, everyone got your character seat? All right, hand it to the person to your right. What? And and in our our group, nobody nobody ever takes that like seriously. They they not so much play the character, but play the player. Instead, who owned yeah. the character, yes. which can be really and entertaining. That, that becomes our campy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's fun to watch. No, it's, it's not. Well, it's fun to watch to see who gets loose character because all yeah. they do is thunder wave everything. <laughs> that's why I get a bad rap. <laughs> it's not really me. It's all the other players. The waitress shows up at the bar with your drinks. Ah, thunder waver! <laughs> Murder hobos. <laughs> okay, and we'll move on. <laughs> the other thing is the... Hold another session zero. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about that? That um, yeah, you hold another session zero. Um, 
I don't know. Would it be a session zero or would it be a session 0.5 or? Well, there's two ways to go about this. You can hold a session zero, make new characters, same world, same plot line, but now you have higher level characters and lower level characters. And you can, I've done this before, your low level character is your sidekick for your high level character. Or the sidekick to another player at the table. So you're playing your character and I'm playing Lou's sidekick. And you're playing my sidekick. Yeah, I've done, I've done something. And, and that's real funny because now you're not, you know, like, right, this is what my character is doing, but this is what I'm going to do to your character. <laughs> I've, I've played one head on a two-headed troll before, and that was, or maybe it was an ogre. I don't know. But I was, I was one of the heads on there, and that, yep. was, that was pretty entertaining because um, the other player was the other head. Um, similar principle but, yeah and 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 that was that was fun uh, sometimes you just need to reestablish the the kind of the expectations too especially right. if your players have taken it totally off the rails you know and you um they're kind of uh slapstick cartoony and you're trying to do a game of thrones type of yep. type of feel to your campaign yeah so that's where another session zero would come in reestablish the boundaries reestablish yeah. the lines sometimes you know you really just have to be honest about it you know if there's you know there's some players that kind of really took it off the rails and aren't being aren't being you know respectful of the effort and the work that you 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 put in you don't you never want to stifle player agency but you know having these conversations these hard conversations hey man you 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 guys really kind of kind of botched things for me i thought we agreed we're gonna we're gonna do this and um if you know bill said this earlier if you know you'll have your moment to kind of shine, or if you really like this kind of play style, then I'll be happy to do another campaign when this is over that's more in line with, you know, your your play style or what you prefer. But having those conversations, I think, can really really be a big help in, in, in kind of reducing that, um, you know, that DM burnout and helping get people back on track. Well, that's just it. It goes all the way back to when your table takes things off the rails. You've put all this hard work into it, and they're basically disregarding everything that you've put into it. That's going to it's going to bring you down. You know, it's like a, a path that you don't want to be on as a, as a storyteller. It's like a, you know, they're not paying attention. I've put all this work in. Why should I put all this effort in if they're not going to do anything that I've set up for them? Yeah, and they may not have any idea that this is right. this so, is going on or that they're even even doing this or that there's some frustration on, on your end. So that could be like a really helpful thing is having those conversations. You know, you, you may get players that are like, Oh I'm, I'm wicked. Sorry. I had no, I, I had no idea. We were just kind of like, we're having a lot of fun. Maybe it was out of, out of a little out of control. It's, you know, hopefully. Oh yeah. yeah. Hopefully and there might be the one guy going, well, no, I'm here to have a good time. That's how I have a good time. I don't, you know, I would hope not. I would hope that the majority of people would be like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't, realize that we went that far out i think your more experienced and veteran players will realize and say okay you know dude my bad yeah okay yeah you're right we did kind of like let's get a little more serious let's let's get back on track it's less scooby-doo and more game of thrones yeah and and then you're off and running now younger storytellers with younger groups that are not as experienced it might be a little more difficult for you yeah yeah, but by having those conversations still that, is, that's the is easiest really way important. to get it back yeah. on track. Just an honest conversation, you're yeah. right, and that could be done at your second session zero. Yep, zero point zero, whatever you want to call it. 
you know, and then the, there's the other thing is that you can do is I'm um, watch another DM for a while, take this, you know, take a seat and be the player and just watch somebody else play yep. or run the game. There's yep. a couple avenues like down during this particular pandemic, um, you go to Rural D20 and and you can get in on a game or just ask to sit and watch. You, you know what? You know what? I've been I've been doing a lot of sadly. I've been spending a lot of time at work lately and I have like a lot of downtime at work. I'm in the parking lots a lot. Um, so I've been listening to, um, Jerome over at D20 to curtain, which is another podcast related to D and D. And while I can't see him running the game, I, I've been kind of, you know, I get a good gauge for what his style as a DM is. And, uh, he's, uh, he's, him and his crew are, are theater actors, and it's obvious when you listen to them talk. Because they sound way better than we do. Way, way, <laughs> way better. Um, and, yeah, as a matter of fact, I could probably just listen to that whole group read the phone book. And <laughs> like every minute. So go check him out um, and, and his crew there. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's an awesome podcast. Doing even stuff like that, even though right. I'm not running and I'm not really burnt out, but – Listening to another DM do his thing, and Jerome is a new DM, but he's really good at it. You know, he's it's like he's I don't know a natural. Yeah. Um, but listening or watching, you know, YouTube is a good place YouTube's for that. Fantastic. Yep. You you um, can watch all kinds of gameplay. And, yeah, and, and, and that's just it. You watch other game. You watch other gameplay. Now you may not like what they're doing. You may love what they're doing, but you're seeing something different. Yeah, you're and learning. Even, and, and you're learning because even the yeah. ones you don't like, you're seeing what you should not do, at least in your eyes. They may be having fun, and their group might love it. It may not work for your group, but you're you're seeing, okay, well, this i got to make sure I don't do that. And this guy, this guy's fantastic, and I like the way he describes things. Yes. And this guy here really knows his yeah. rules, but he's too much of a rules lawyer, so i got to find somewhere in between. And these little things will freshen yeah, you up. Cher- you cherry yeah, pick you cherry what pick. you yep. what, you, what you like from from each one. I I would caution folks against watching Matt Mercer and kind of comparing themselves to him. Now Matt Mercer is is a phenomenal GM, and I watch this guy, and I'm watching him, and I'm like, man, I've been doing this for 40 years, and I suck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Compared to this guy who's yeah. just he's but good. Think about this. When we when we're at the table and you guys say you guys are running, that's how we think about you guys. How can we meet your expectations? It's the same thing. You suck up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be really disheartening. It, it can to um, yeah. to see someone who and and like it's this guy's part of this guy's job. Um, so he you know he has to be he has to be good at it. But he you know you try not to compare yourself. To these these other GMs, use them as a resource, right? Yeah, you know, you're, you're not expected to emulate them or anyone else for that matter. Take what you think you need from them and incorporate it into your style, into your gameplay, and that will help you out tremendously. And let's say we, you and I both do this. We we use different resources, we YouTube channels, podcasts, movies. We find all kinds of different things that we use to keep it fresh all the time. Not that we're worried about burnout, but we want to stave it off for as long as humanly possible. And staying fresh and using new resources all the time is is a way to do that. Yeah. uh, And really like watching these other, other DMs, 
Yes. Yeah. It's going to be huge. Yeah. And even just go to your local gaming store if it happens to be open or when it does open. Play a game or just ask to be like a silent voyeur and, and watch the game watch the game being played and pick out bits and pieces of of what these other DMs do. And it could go a really long way towards kind of like re-energizing yourself and, and, and trying something new at your game. Also mm-hmm. picking up some tips. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, ask questions. Yeah. That's especially important. You know, wait wait till the game's okay, over. Yeah, but, not in the middle of the game. Um, but ask questions. Um, ask questions of these DMs. And, you know, uh, I, I would think or I would hope that our community is kind of accommodating of that. For the most should part, be. I think they, they are. You know, cultivate new players, cultivate new DMs especially. Yes. Um, because in doing so, it, it keeps it keeps the hobby alive, and it's an awesome hobby. So why wouldn't you want to do that? Um, we're gonna, I'm going to thump our chests a little bit here. Uh, you look at the analytics for our podcast. Now, we haven't been out there very long, a little while, but we try to be instructional. And you look at the age demographics of the people that are listening to our podcast. Uh, almost 60% of it is between the age of 24 and 34. These yeah. are new game masters. Yeah, these are the ones by, that, by our that standards. we want. Yeah, we want the, these this, brand new people, Yeah, these, these young kids. This is what we're trying to help players become new DMs. We're trying to help DMs become better DMs. doesn't mean we're the you know all-knowing oracles. We're just using our life experiences and passing them on. But that's the demographic we're looking at, and that's who we're hoping is going to keep this this hobby alive. Yeah, so I know everybody's probably asking, well, so what can we do to, as players to help the DMs with, with not suffer burnout? The, the big answer is communication. The whole thing yes. on this whole thing, really, that we just talked about, there has to be communication through the whole yes. thing. Yes, yes. Um, the DM has to be up front and honest with the players, and the players have to be the same with the DM. Yeah. Because without that communication – Everybody's going to suffer burnout at yep. one point or another. Communication and be and respectful, exactly on both yep. ways. Yep. Um, yep, it is not a me versus all of you guys, as from a storyteller's perspective. It's an us. It's an it, us, it is. and yeah. and it and it's not all right. Let, our ace players, let's screw him up. What can we do to mess this dude up? That's not that's not fun for. It may be fun for you as an individual player, but if everyone's there for a story, and your game master has put together a story, it's not fun for anybody else. Right, you have so to remember. Be respectful. It will be respectful, but remember, this is not a me versus you. Yes, this is a cooperative game. Yeah, and it's cooperative storytelling, mm-hmm. and and that's that's um, it's a wonderful thing when when you get it and and it's happening at the table, and you see the enjoyment on, you know, on your players' faces, and I'm I'm sure they can tell my players can tell when I'm really having a good time running a game and it it is it all it's it's a it's a relationship there's a social contract in there it is social gaming you know you're not you're not playing a a, a, a like a computer game it's 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 a very collective social exercise and i think that's what really makes the game fantastic and i i have to say that's that's what probably and for those of you that are much, much younger than we are, correct me if I'm wrong, go to our Facebook page, but that's got to be what is attracting all of these other young people to the game now because I think this these younger generations are, are really creative, really thoughtful, 
and, and can be really engaged in, in, in things like this. So that's, uh, I mean, that's really what the game's about. Well, I mean, if, if you, if you as the game, as the game master are putting, getting put together a good story and you as the players are participating and you are being cooperative, it becomes fun. It, it's no longer work to go to the pen and paper and try to come up with something for yeah. your players. They're giving you stuff to work with through the play. You are using it. And that probably is the biggest deterrent for GM burnout. Yeah, I, and I would have to agree. Um, I can I can have like a really long day of, or, or no, I have a long day of running a game ahead of me especially when we go away for that week and you know you're 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 there for about 8 or 9 hours running a game mm-hmm. but when when your players are behaving just like that you know when there's fun and there's collective storytelling and and there's that social engagement that 8 or 9 hours seems like it goes by quick doesn't it yeah it goes by really 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 quick and that's where you know you've hit that 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 stride that kind of like that sweet spot in, in the game. And even it, even after like four or five days of doing that, you know, five, eight hour days or whatever have you, when it happens at the end of the week and you're exhausted, it still has the same effect. Well, I know on day four, when someone goes out to the kitchen for a drink and yells in the other room to my table and goes, Bill, do you realize it's one o'clock? When's lunch? It's one o'clock already. Really? Oh crap. <laughs> And that's our useful tips to keep you fresh when dealing with burnout. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.